we're all in this world to live a series of adventures. You know what I've learned as a philosopher? The only true security, the only true comfort is you living your proper adventure. That's Tom Morris, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. Appreciate you joining me today. And we are starting off this week with a guest that we haven't had on for quite some time, but he is back to talk about the topic of self-control. And in today's talk, he goes a little bit deeper into the topic as he breaks down the three components of self-control, which are judgment, value, and imagination. So let's jump right into this one with Tom Morris. Enjoy. Okay, let's, let's unpack these for just a second. Don't rush to judgment. You know what the Stoic philosophers like to say? In this world, they like to say nothing's as good as it seems or as bad as it seems, so we should all just calm down. I mean, don't you see people all around you getting really excited about something? This is great, this is great. It ends up being okay, but not nearly what they thought. Or this is terrible, this is horrible, I can't believe it. And it ends up being, you know, manageable. I mean, I was 42 years old when my dentist said for the first time, we've got to take out your wisdom teeth. I mean, and, and for, I'd say, wait a minute, for a philosopher, that's kind of bad for business. Wisdom teeth? I mean, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> They said, no, everybody should have them out. And I said, no, 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 no. I have a personal policy. Never lose body parts without a good reason. I said, why do you want that? Well, we have to because they're turning all kinds of weird angles and stuff. And, oh, we got to tell you this. Here, sign these forms about the anesthesia. And, you know, all the forms, they're all about, you know, death. All the forms are about you know, the chance, the remote chance of death in this procedure. And I remember for weeks going up to my wisdom tooth extraction, I had all these Worst case scenarios running through my head. I was so worried. I was, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be terrible. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, cut short in the prime of life. And, 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 and because of the pharmaceuticals employed that day, I had the best time I've ever had in a dentist's office. Things are, you, so be, don't rush to judgment. Number two, expecting the worst isn't a sign of realism but of self-defeating pessimism. Um, there's a book called Learned Optimism. You know, the psychologist Seligman, he, he studied the way pessimistic attitudes and optimistic attitudes affect outcomes. Now, it, 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 there's a funny thing about the predictive ability, respectively, of optimism and pessimism. They tend to be self-fulfilling in bizarre ways. Pessimists actually limit their use of their own resources. Optimists empower themselves. And, and a lot of pessimists think they're just being hard-headed, they're just being tough-minded, they're just being real. No, no, no. They're, they're being self-defeating. You know what? A, a true realist can be an optimist by being an activist. 
by taking it. Life is not what you want it to be, it's what you make it by being an activist. Look, this is pretty interesting, but the second thing is equally interesting. In the art of self-control, the second thing is to value the right things. We, we, we tend to value comfort and security far too highly in our culture right now. Far too highly. Anything wrong with comfort? Anything wrong with security intrinsically? No. We tend to value them far too highly. We don't value enough, and we should value growth and learning. Growth and learning. If we valued that more, we'd pay our teachers a lot more, for example, including our philosophy professors. But I mean, elementary, Ms. Andrews should have been paid more. Our teachers should have, growth and learning. We're all in this world to live a series of adventures. You know what I've learned as a philosopher? The only true security, the only true comfort, is you living your proper adventure. And adventure inherently involves the unknown. It inherently involves change and challenge and opportunity. Comfort and security come out as side benefits, as byproducts of living your proper adventure and not focusing first and foremost on those two things. When people focus on the first two, they sacrifice the second two. It's really pretty interesting. Now, those of you who have heard me talk about true success, and, and we did this a few years ago, may remember a PowerPoint slide. Some of the greatest advice on ongoing success in life, the philosopher said, do not allow what is very good to keep you from what is best. And remember I told a story. I said, suppose you're out in the woods on a hike. and you're, you're, let's, let's make it even more interesting. You're leading a group of other people. And let's say you said it is your goal to get to the highest point in the area from which you'll be able to survey all the surrounding terrain and from where you stand, it looks like hill A is the highest point. You want to get to the highest point, it looks like it's hill A. You struggle, uh, you climb, you pull each other up the side of hill A, you slip and fall, you finally get to the summit, from which vantage point you can now see for the first time the much higher hill B. Now, if your goal is to get to the highest point in the area and you now stand perched atop hill A, what's the first thing you're going to have to do to attain your true goal? Anybody? Go downhill. And what's everybody going to say when you suggest this? What do you mean we have to go downhill? This is very good. It took us a, lot, a long time to get up here. We can see a lot from Hill A. There are so many people right now, there are so many businesses stuck on Hill A because nobody wants to go downhill. What does that metaphorically represent? Changing what you've most recently been doing. The great philosopher said, do not allow what is very good to keep you from what is best. You get to Hill A, use it as your base camp for your next ascent up the next highest hill. Life is supposed to be a series of ascents, a series of adventures. I was, y'all know, some of y'all know my adventure. I, I, as Michelle said, I taught Notre Dame for 15 years. I was the first professor ever to leave the philosophy department, not to go to a, a different university, but just to, to quit, just to go do something different. I was the first one. They said, people said, are you crazy? This is the one place in the economy where you have a guaranteed job for the rest of your life. You can't give up the security. You can't give up your kids' college educations paid for. You can't. And then one of my neighbors, I remember him standing there and saying, wait a minute, how many days a week do you work? I said, well, I work Monday and Wednesday. And he said, well, what do you mean? When do you teach on Monday and Wednesday? And I said, well, I teach an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon. You get a full salary for working one hour in the morning, one hour in the afternoon, two days a week? I said, yeah. He said, uh, do you grade all the students' papers? Because he knew I had huge classes. I said, no, I got, I got 12 teaching assistants to do that. 
You're going to leave this job. You go to work two hours a day, two days a week. You don't even grade papers. You're going to leave that. And then he said, how are you going to know the difference? I mean, you know, it's not. All right. But you know what, y'all? I had a couple of sleepless nights. I just decided it was time for a new adventure. I loved Notre Dame. It had been very good to me. But I said, you know what? I'm being prepared for something else. I don't know what it is. That's the, that's the wild thing about adventures in this life. Every adventure you're on prepares you for the next one in ways sometimes you have no clue about. But it always does. Now, it's important. Number three. Use your imagination well. That's the third component of the art of self-control. And even the little two hills, if you can use that in your imagination to conceptualize a situation, it can powerfully switch the framing you have around the circumstances, the mental framework through which you view it. Understand the role of imagination in your beliefs, emotions, and attitudes. Blaise Pascal in the 17th century, great scientist and mathematician, a lot of you have read Pascal and you know, decision theory, probability theory, uh, pneumatics, hydraulics. He, he was a great scientist. And, 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 and Pascal understood that the imagination is probably the most important power in human life. Isn't that interesting? Take control of this vital power. Block negative images. Boost positive in it, images. When I wrote a book on the stoic art of living two years ago, I had, I had studied Seneca, a first century lawyer, Marcus Aurelius, emperor of Rome, and Epictetus, who was a slave. The three levels of society in ancient Rome, and they spoke with one voice. In fact, the emperor learned his philosophy from the slave. Uh, Epictetus, Seneca, Marcus Aurelius. They said, don't let your, catch your imagination. Take control of it before it takes control of you. Because that's the game that happens in this world. I mean, have y'all ever had an experience like this? I, 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 my, my wife wanted me to get a gas grill. I'd never had a gas grill. And, and so she, for Father's Day, she calls Sears because they'll, I can't put anything together. Yeah, I'm a philosopher, for crying out loud. Abstract ideas. You know, I can't put things together. And so she calls Sears, can you put it together, deliver it, set it up for him? And they said yes, because she knew, you know, gas grill can be dangerous, so I'm not really to be trusted except to, you know, put the burgers on it. And so they come. The Sears truck come. It's all put together. They set it up in the back, and I'm out there watching, you know, like a little kid. And they say, well, look, we're not allowed to hook up the propane tank. You have to do that yourself. I said, okay, I figure one thing I can do. And, but then I remembered I'd read all these articles about the dangers of propane. You know, propane can be very, very, you know, there are all these gases. There's radon and there's propane. And, and propane, it's everywhere, but it's dangerous for crying out loud. I read these articles about asphyxiation and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm putting it together. I'm all thumbs when it comes to I'm putting it together and, and I'm, I smell something funny and, and I'm starting to get a little woozy, a little dizzy. And so I go over here, I run across, my wife is seeing me run across the backyard, <sighs> take some deep breaths. I go back over, I hold my breath while I'm using the wrenches and the screws. And then I run over again. I must have done this six or seven times to get some fresh air. I'm getting sick. I'm getting nauseous. I mean, I'm getting woozy and, and nauseous. And, and finally, I just said, I can't do this anymore. I got to call the Sears guy. I call the Sears guy. I said, listen, I'm breathing all I'm trying to put together the propane. I'm breathing all this stuff, and what can I do? And he said, well, what are you breathing? I said, well, the, the propane. He said, well, where did you get the propane? I said, you guys brought the propane. He said, no, sir, we delivered an empty tank. <laughs> I was being asphyxiated on a gas that did not exist. <laughs> that is the power of the imagination. Do not doubt it for a second. 
take control of this power. Block negative images, encourage positive images. Oh, what does that mean? I'm supposed to self-hypnotize, self be self-delusional? No, you're supposed to be self-empowering. Because guess what? You wouldn't be where you are right now unless you had an amazing array of skills, knowledge, abilities, and powers. The key to success in any set of challenging circumstances is liberating those powers and skills and knowledges you already have so that you can actually access them and use them. I've known people who've frozen up in, in crisis situations and they could not access the power they had, even the power to move, the power to get out of the way of something. Use your imagination well. The imagination can shut you down or it can empower you. Big thanks to Tom Morris for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube and the entire talk is about 40 minutes long and it is entitled The Art of Change. And if you want to connect with Tom and his work, you can go to his website, TomVMorris.com. That is also his Instagram. And his latest book is entitled Plato's Lemonade Stand, Stirring Change into Something Great. And I'll have all the links to everything I just mentioned, along with a link to the entire talk. They will all be in the show description below. And also, if you'd like to hear another talk from Tom, you can go back to episode 230. That is the last time we had him on the show. And that is it for me. Don't forget to follow the show, share it, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. As I always say, I greatly, greatly appreciate you for it. And you can also DM me on IG at Depression Detox Show. Or if IG isn't your jam, you can also email me at MJ at Depression Detox Show come and that is a wrap for me i appreciate you i hope you have a great rest of your day and i will see you back here wednesday so until then stay strong later